I'm excited about 2020. All right? Yes. I'm excited about our word for the church for the year. Amen? Obedience. If you weren't here last Sunday, obedience, Pastor Dustin shared a great message with us last Sunday uh, that introduced this word, this theme for the bridge for 2020. And uh, it, was, it was a great message. <clears throat> but let me tell you something. <clears throat> if we look back and we think, oh man, what a great message, and then just move on with our life, we've missed the mark. We've missed the mark. For our own good, we better start applying God's word in our life. Um, when obedient to God, I don't care what comes your way, you're on solid ground. Um, uh, you don't have to worry. You don't have a worry in the world or in the next do either uh, when you're obedient to God's words. It's probably a great word to focus on for the year. Every single trial, every single problem, every single issue, every single struggle, every single sin that you have made uh, uh, is caused by disobedience to God. Every single one. So far, 2020, man, let's all commit to standing on that solid rock of obedience. And, and every morning we get up, that's what this word is for. But every, every morning we give up, or we get up, uh, obey, I want to obey your word, God. Lord, I, I want to do what's right in your sight. I want to please you. I want to be obedient to your word. What if we really did that? If we really kept this word in the, in the forefront of our mind, every single day, every single day of 2020, what do you think 2020 would bring us? If you were reminded every day to, to be obedient to God's word, to do exactly what he wants you to do and told you to do, what would January 2021 next year be like for you, for, you, for us, yeah. for the bridge? <clears throat> we so often head out on Sundays and say, wow, what a great message. It was cool and it was so awesome when Pastor Dustin said, God told a pastor one time, obedience is your responsibility, outcome is mine. But then we get out of church and we try to determine what, what's up for lunch. And we move on with our life, never giving it another thought. How often does that happen? Never putting it into practice. Devin and, and, and Dustin, we communicate often and one of them said in an email, I'm getting tired of talking about stuff. It's time to start doing these things. It's time to put it into practice. It's time to put obedience to work. Today, I, I want to talk about obedience, but Tony, uh, he and I were talking about this the other night. I want to talk about obedience and faithfulness because they're kissing sisters. Cousins. Either way, same thing. They're close. 
We are not from Arkansas. Sorry for those of you that are. Oh, mercy. All right, well, let's pray and um, dismiss. Faithfulness, another important concept. We need faithfulness in our life. <clears throat> Some of you need to join the gym of faithfulness, like I need to join the gym for my health. CrossFit. I think somebody, Mallory, joined CrossFit. <clears throat> that's tough stuff man I heard that they don't mess around uh, over there I know when we were, were around here and nobody's around here I hear what's going on over there and there's a lot of hollering and screaming they don't mess around I see them running around with weights in the back here and throwing tires and all that kind of stuff and yeah we need to get serious about our faithfulness because we need to faithfully be obedient. So let's dig in a little bit today in the Word, in the Bible. When it comes to faithfulness, there are so many people we could talk about today in regards to faithfulness. Like, let's just talk about Noah for a second. What would have happened if Noah heard the Word of the Lord and just thought, that's cool? What's up for lunch? Yeah, where are we going? Mexican today? Or what are we going to do? Mexican or Mexican? What are we going to do? Let's make up the decision now, guys. No, I'm teasing. <clears throat> what if he'd have just done that and just went on with life? Forgot. What if Noah didn't obey God? <clears throat> what if he meant to obey, but then faithfulness lacked? Sometimes we're obedient to start something, but not faithful enough to finish it. Noah, what do you think you're doing, dude? What, what are you making? What, what's an ark? What's rain? You're crazy, dude. What if Noah, after preaching and trying to explain everything, just gave in to all the chatter? <clears throat> or I could talk about Father Abraham. We could talk about John, James, and Peter. We could talk about Moses. But maybe you're like me today, and you can't relate to some of these heroes. Or maybe today you're just going through it, and certainly maybe today you don't feel like a hero. So let me tell you about one other guy. By a guy whose name was only mentioned one time in the Bible. <clears throat> His name is Matthias. Matthias. He mentioned, <clears throat> he's mentioned just one time, and it's in the book of Acts, and that's it. Let me set the stage for you just a little bit about this. And the background is that the story of how the apostle Judas is, is um, a betrayer who, who just committed suicide. 
and, and he was replaced by Matthias as the 12th disciple. The disciples, um, with about 100 other plus, give or take, followers of Jesus, were in an upper room. And they had been meeting there, they had been praying there, and this is, of course, was after, this was after Jesus was, he had died, he was, he was resurrected, back, had lived 40 days with them, and then had ascended off into heaven. And Peter thinks now, he decides it's time to replace Judas. Because that's what David prophetically had said in Psalms. He was talking about Judas. Uh, let his house be desolate, the Bible says, and let no one dwell there. And then he goes on and says, and let another take the oversight that he had. So they began to pray, um, who in the world, God, would you want to take his place? In Acts, to, it, at one twenty-five, it says, to take part in this ministry, and listen, an apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell Look at the word apostleship there. We know from our, our message, our series on the body, uh, the significance of the role of apostle. It's a significant role in the body of Christ. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says, and this is about how, how the apostle Paul describes the hierarchy of the church. He says, God has appointed in the church First, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, and so on. Notice in the hierarchy, it's, it's, it's first, apostles. This was a, a heavy position. This was not just a position, it was a calling from God. God's lot for your life, for your calling. So they began to build the list of qualifications like we do in our jobs for replacing somebody. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 21, kind of list out the qualifications for who that they needed to replace him with. And it goes like this. Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord was, that Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us. One of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. That was the qualifications. And so the talent acquisition team sets out. They go to work to find the replacement and they go throughout all the men and all the people and they come back with just two. They could only find two that were qualified. Only two who met the qualifications. That were there. All the time. From the beginning. From the time Jesus was baptized all the way to the time that, that Jesus died. He resurrected 40 days he spent. And then he ascended all the way. They were the only two that they found. And their names were Joseph, who was called Barsabas, and Matthias. 
And then after they dwindled it down to the two, and I think this would be a good idea even in your work if you hire people to do this, you pray. If you've ever had to fire somebody, you know how important it is to hire and go through a good process. Because that's not a good feeling to let somebody go. But they prayed and they asked the Lord for direction. And then they cast lots after they prayed or, or, or drew straws. I don't know exactly how this went down, but it might have been something like whoever drew the short straw lost. And the other one was appointed. And Jesus gives Matthias his new lot in life to the exclusive 12. He's now the 12th disciple. In Acts chapter 1, verse 25, it says that he may take as his lot this ministry and apostleship. But the real qualifications here were, whoever you find, they must have been there from the beginning all the way to the end. Faithful, faithful, faithful. They had to have been there. They had to have been faithful. And because of this qualification, Matthias was numbered among the 11. I want you to notice It wasn't about his preaching, thank God. I can't remember, I got a note one time just thanking me for everything I'd done. And all the leaders got a note, a card, and somebody sent me a note, and I can't remember exactly how it went, but it was roses are red, violets are blue, and something about how short my messages need to be. In other words, I'm long-winded, so bear with me. I won't be today. Thank you, Lord, everybody said. But I want you to notice it wasn't about the fact that he, he was, he was preach, a good preacher. It, it wasn't about uh, how good that he could sing. The Bible doesn't list a, a big a, you know, leadership accomplishments of Matthias. They were looking for someone, listen to me, who had been there, been there through the ins and the outs of Jesus. He was there through the ups and the downs. Maybe he served behind the scenes, you know, not needing the accolades, not needing the recognition or the consistent praise, uh, not needing to be the hero, never being found really in scripture anywhere else. He had no hidden agenda for following Jesus. He had no hidden agenda for, for serving the Lord. We, we don't have a clue what he did, but we do know that he followed Jesus and the disciples and he hung around. He was there. He never preached to our knowledge anyway. He, he wasn't talked about. He didn't do anything to cause himself to be recognized among men. But he was faithful. He was there. His his qualifications 
Uh, they weren't based on like what we do, talent and, 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 and experience. How experienced are you? How much education do you have? It wasn't like that. God's telling us today that when he chooses his last disciple, he's not choosing based on how much scripture that they know or, or how some, some incredible ability that they might have. He chooses it today based on your faithfulness. Bobby, I saw the sign out there. And it's the first thing I thought about. I wonder if the signs are out today. The sign is in that same really cool spot. Sure was. Thank you for your faithfulness. Your faithfulness to follow him. Your faithfulness to obey his word. I'm choosing you because you've been consistent You've been there. God may have called you to do something that seems kind of small to you, maybe insignificant to you, um, and I'd say to you, but I don't care how small, I don't care how insignificant that it may seem to you, Jesus will not overlook your faithfulness. The Bible says in Matthew 10, just a cup of cold water in my name. And he's not going to forget you. I may not be preaching like a Stephen Furtick or leading worship like a Chris Brown at Elevation. But let me tell you something. I've made it my mind. Nobody's going to be as faithful as I am. Matthias was there. From the time Jesus was baptized to the time he was ascended, people may never recognize you for what you've done. But the Lord, I'm going to tell you something right now. He's the, by the way, he's the only one that counts anyway. He knows what you do. Matthias was there consistently, and he was there the whole time. The Bible says all the time, all the time, the scripture says like this. It says, who was always with us, even when Jesus was there and when he wasn't there. I hope you get that. There are some times that we come to the bridge and the presence of God is so thick like today, it'd be hard to cut it with a knife. But I'm just being transparent with you. There's sometimes it seems like God's a million miles away. Somebody want to say amen? That's not a reflection on God in any way. But I'm going to tell you something. It says they were looking for people who had been there during the ins and the outs of Jesus. Faithful whether you feel like it or not. (laughs) People who, you know, not everything that they do is based on feelings. Not, Not everything they do is based on convenience. Is it convenient? I'll be there. Not, not everything that they do is based on their level of passion or their level of excitement at the time, but regardless of the circumstances life is thrown at you, you're consistent, you're faithful, you're there. Faithful to read the Bible, faithful to pray, faithful to come to the, to the house of God, regardless of the weather outside. You're there. Let's give everybody a hand clap now for being here. Thank you, Lord. That's all right. Go ahead. 
<clears throat> we know that he is always there for us. But sometimes we go through dry spells, don't we? Devin was talking about a little bit as he was leading in worship. And we, we, just, we just can't feel him. But I'm, I'm encouraging you today to stay faithful. Stay faithful through the ins and outs of Jesus. You just keep worshiping him whether you feel like it or not. Listen, sometimes you can't help it. Your arms just, just automatically, you know, they go up to worship him. But other times, maybe uh, you've had a, you know, something on your mind or you're going through something. And, and the last thing that you feel like is, is, is doing is, is lifting up your hands and worshiping God. But you end up raising your hands anyway. And you're faithful. That's faithfulness. That's loyalty to God. And he, he won't let it go unrewarded. So many of us, the only way that we lift up the Lord, the only time that we worship him is when life is going great. As long as there's no issues, as long as there's no problems, as long as there's no, no storm, if you will, they're faithful to God. But when something happens, and sometimes, let's just be honest, it don't take much. You know, we just get up out of bed the wrong way or whatever, and, and all bets are off. You know, we, we, we toss faithfulness right out the window because everything is just not perfect. But Jesus is looking for people who are going to stay with him through the circumstances of life. Because Jesus, you know, he ends up using those circumstances to develop your faith, to, to enlarge your faith, to teach you, to, to let you know that you don't always have to feel God. You know, to, to know that, that he's with you, to teach you that, that you, you know, you settle in your, in your heart, uh, you have peace in your soul. Like, like it says in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, uh, he will never leave me. He'll, he'll never forsake me. He'll never abandon me. He's with me. If you haven't always felt this, there's going to be times when you feel like God's a million miles away. And you'll question, what's wrong? Why don't, why don't we feel him? What's wrong with the church? But what I've found is, if I'm faithful, through it all, through the ins and outs of Jesus, faithfulness has your back every single time. If you're here and thinking, where's God? I encourage you. If you're involved in nothing else in the kingdom of God, but you're just being faithful. You're just being faithful. Hang in there. Stay strong. Stay strong in your faithfulness. There, there may be someone here thinking about quitting. Quitting your, your marriage. Quitting your finances, your career. Quitting your family. Quitting on a friend, quitting on God, quitting on the church. Listen to me today. You can't quit. You can't quit. Stand strong in the face of adversity. Put your, put your hands to the plow, man. I mean, uh, double down on dedication. And make up your mind, I'm not going to stop. In fact, determine, you know what? I'm not just not going to stop. I'm going to do even more for my life for the kingdom of God. Because one day I'm going to tell you something. The trumpet's going to sound. And the Lord's going to come back. 
He said in Revelations chapter 22, behold, I come quickly. There's power in just being there. Just be there. I don't know. I didn't know hardly any of you before launching this church. It was just my family, and it was a couple other families. Um, Andrews, I don't know where they're at. Raise your hand there, if you don't mind. Walter and Ginger came along a little bit afterwards, um, but the rest of it was my family. I might be missing somebody. I hope I'm not. There are other people, too. But I I didn't know hardly any of you before. And I've watched you as you come into the, to the church. I've watched you come in with the issues. I've watched you come in with the struggles. I've watched you come in with the problems, maybe to do with your family, maybe to do with your finances, maybe to do with your marriage. And you just keep coming. You just keep coming. And you keep coming. And now you're getting stronger and you're getting stronger and you're getting stronger in the Lord. <laughs> Uh, God's going to do that. He'll do that for anybody. Just, just don't give up. Just, just keep coming. Just hang on to your faith. This wishy-washy stuff, this stuff where, you know, depending on what's going on, I may or may not be there. I mean, you know, uh, depending on the circumstances, that doesn't work with God. You just disqualified yourself for something God wanted you to do. God will overlook someone who's a lot smarter than you and give it to you. Just be faithful. That's what faithfulness does. The highest calling, the Bible said, as I mentioned, first apostle. And listen to me. (laughs) All Matthias did to get the position that he was there. All he did was, I was there. I was there. I don't know about you, but that's pretty cool to me. That, 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 that's pretty, that gives me hope. That gives us all hope, doesn't it? I, I, don't, I don't know about any good that I've ever done here at the bridge, but I'm telling you, so I, I've been here. I've been here. How many times do we let the enemy put us down and tell us, man, how awful that we've been? You did this and you did that, but, but I'm going to tell you something. Don't let him get to you. He, he, he spent, you know, consistently, he was, he, was, he was in the presence of the almighty God consistently, and he couldn't even be faithful to him. <laughs> but one day, I'm telling you, I'm going to be there too. I'm going to be in the presence of God all the time. And I'm telling you something, hang in there. When troubles come in into you, hang in there. Just stand up and let the enemy know, come what, whatever, come, come what may. Let people say whatever they want to say about me, but I'm not going anywhere. Stay strong, stay strong, especially when troubles are knocking. That's when, that's when you know some good stuff's coming, man. The troubles are, are, are knocking at your door. Stay faithful. You may think that that word for the church for 2020, obedience, is no big deal. Or your word 
for the year. Nah, no biggie. But being consistent to that word, being faithful to that word, will bring you closer to the Almighty God. And the closer you get to him, listen to me, the more you know him, the more intimate you are with him. And you'll know when the storms come, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God's gonna raise up a standard against it. Woo! Ha. Look, I'm gonna tell you something. That's the power of just being faithful. Just being faithful. You might think faithfulness, ah, it's kind of overrated. <clears throat> but I want you to check out something. Faithfulness gives you a close-up encounter of the events. I was there. Faithfulness gives you an eyewitness to the things of Jesus. Every miracle Jesus performed, (laughs) every sermon Jesus preached, Matthias, he may not have made the front page in Scripture, but I I want you to see something. The only contribution Matthias makes as he raises his hand and says, watch this, "I, I was there. I was there. Listen to me, nobody could tell Matthias. Uh, you know what? Jesus didn't heal that blind man uh, who, who, was, who was blind from birth. No, nobody could tell Matthias. Uh, uh, he didn't heal the 10 lepers. He, did, he didn't, he didn't uh, heal that paraplegic guy that they dropped down into the roof. He, he, he didn't heal the woman who had the issue of blood. Nah, come on, man. Nah. Or he, he, didn't, he didn't cast out all those demonic spirits out of that one person. Or, or he, didn't, he didn't raise, come on, raise Lazarus from the dead? Come on, man. I don't believe it. Or, or he didn't step out on the bow of the boat and, 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 and when the storms were just crashing all around him, just say one word and everything stopped? Nobody could tell Matthias that the resurrection was a host. He was there. He saw the resurrected Jesus. Oh, me, come on. I I don't know about that. I I don't know. I I doubt he healed the man of the the multiple demonic spirits. And and when that happened, all those demonic spirits, they jumped into the nearest thing, which was some swine. And they all just ran and jumped off a, a cliff and, and, and Matthias says, dude, I, I was there. I saw those dudes just kind of go off right into the, into the bottom of the cliff. I was there. People who have experienced can never be fooled, can they? They can never be fooled by someone who just wants to argue with them. They can argue all they want, but trust me, When you've seen it for yourself, when you've experienced it for yourself, they can argue till their face is blue. I was there. I saw it. I felt it. I've seen what God has done around this place. 
For families here at the bridge, marriage is saved. I've seen families restored. I've seen cancer healed. I've seen, I've seen alcoholics healed. I've seen drug addicts healed. I know it's real. I've seen it from my own eyes. I'm an eyewitness. Guys, I've been there. I've seen it. <laughs> we tried calling our older folks group the been there group. <laughs> Nobody liked it. So thank God we landed Jessica on Fusion. Thank you very much for saving me. But listen, something that, that, that's what's cool about older folks. When the storms of life come, they don't always get all shook up. They don't always you know, fall to pieces. Something in them just rises up and they say, you know what? I've been without before. I've been broke before. I've been through the valley of the shadow of death before. But he's never let me down. He, he, I've never seen the righteous forsaken uh, or his seed begging for bread. God is faithful. And I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to dig in my heels And I choose, I choose, I choose to be faithful. Your faithfulness matters. Oh man, it matters. As I conclude today, as I wrap up, here's my point. We hardly ever talk about this in church and shame on me but the Bible says that he's going away to prepare a place for us that where he goes we can be also and in that place The Bible says, as the worship team is making its way, the Bible says there will be, listen to me, 12 foundations. I don't know what heaven's going to be like. But in Revelations chapter 21, verse 14, it says, and the wall of the city had 12 foundations and in them listen to me the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb of god so <clears throat> so one of the foundations will be engraved with peter If you could just imagine each one of them being engraved. And, and, and another one is going to be engraved with John. Another one with James. And so on. And finally, on the 12th 
the 12th foundation. As the angels are getting ready to engrave a name there. They go, Lord, um, <clears throat> I get the other ones, but what, whose name do you want here? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, okay? Don't go look for this. <laughs> but I can see the angels kind of, you know, engraving, you know? And they come to that 12th one, and they're like, who, who, who on this one? Lord, and the Lord says, put the name Matthias. They must have been thinking, who's that? What, what did he do? I, I don't recall him preaching. I don't recall him singing in, in the worship team. I, I don't recall him leading some big revival. And, and the Lord said, it doesn't matter if you know him or not. I know him. I know him. <laughs> I, come on. I, I know him. Let him be numbered among the apostles. And one day... You and I are going to stand before the judgment seat as we all stand together. As we stand before Jesus in that judgment seat, and you're going to be examined, and the Lord Jesus is going to say to you in Matthew chapter 7, it says, verse 21. That to some, not, not, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he, listen to me, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will, will enter. I don't know about you, but when I read that, I think of our word obedience. He that does the will of our Father. I'll translate it to you as simple as possible. He who is obedient to the will of my Father will enter. Verse 22 goes on and says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons? And in your name perform many miracles? And in verse 23 it says, And then God, I, God says, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me. Listen to what it says. You who practice lawlessness. In other words, you who don't obey my laws. But I want you to look up today. Because to some it says, in, in Matthew chapter 25, it says, he will say, well done. Well done, thou good and what? Faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful. And at the end he says, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I want to hear those 